I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the red room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Chris? Black, Black Panther's, Panther's Quest. Quest. Have you heard of that one? It's a new Wakanda TV series. Forever. The new, it's a new TV series. Uh, yeah. The animated show that our friend Jeff Thorne's a showrunner on. Yes. Really? Um, yeah. Yes. Wow, that is exciting. Yeah. Actually, Jeff said he might try to come through. He's, okay. uh, he's in the building, like, over here, so... He might try to get um, So y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So Lisa's out today, but she is coming back in another week or two. Yes, yes. She'll be back in the fourth. We finally heard back from her. She was so in. She was like deep, deep, know, like, deep in the hole. But she's back. Yeah. She's, this is good. But this uh, is good. anyway, <laughs> we love you, Lisa. Uh, so, of course, Chris Derrick's in the house from the writing and directing team, the Derrick Brothers. What's up, Chris? <sighs> we had a good reading a yesterday. Good, yes, yes. We had a table read for a really interesting, important script uh, yesterday. It went mm-hmm. really, really well. Went so really I'm well. really excited about the next step. I mean, it's always exciting to hear what actors <clears throat> give it. It comes alive in a different mm-hmm. way. And it, and it, it, and it, it's a really great litmus test mm-hmm. for a lot of things. That I think that most writers, particularly feature writers should be doing to see, uh, if their work is really right. popping the way that they want it to pop. Cause you'll right. know really quick when things are working. If the actors can't right. get it right, can't get those, you know, there's, Tongue twister of a line mm-hmm. is just a lot. You which it doesn't even. That's the crazy thing about writing is you know, in your head it'll sound fine, mm-hmm. but then you ask someone to to say it with conviction and like intent, <laughs> they might be like, I don't know about this. Right, right. <laughs> so it was it, good. It, it was a cool little thing we did, Todd. Um, it's a uh, it's like a new program with like the Writers Guild right. and SAG. Yes, yes. Where but it's mainly coming from SAG, where like Writers Guild. Writers can submit scripts and then they bring in a, a bunch of actors and it's professional. It's in a beautiful yeah. studio. Wow. It's, yeah. it's really, really. <clears throat> everybody's sounds- name tags on the thing. I mean, it's food. It's like organized. It's like I did it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, Chris, you know how I go out. That should be tough. I know. I know. It's hard to top. Hard to top. <laughs> so, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It was nice to hear it, you know, live. And, you know, we were talking about, <clears throat> and you've done it too. So, you know, it's, it's something about sitting there in the chopping block. You know, oh, yeah. when you have your friends in the, in the audience and you know they're going to tell you what they think after. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. They're really going to let you know. Exactly. You know what? Unless you it's your mom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an interesting, too. That's an interesting thing, too. I mean, I think a lot of times, too, again, as writers, you're not there a lot of times mm-hmm. for when the material is put up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the one thing, too, that. Um, 
you know, like for for theater, yeah, theater the playwrights right there in the in the, in the state, you're sitting there in the, in the right in front of the footlights the whole time. Right. But that's not the case, particularly in film. Um, and it, I guess it's like that in TV. You know, TV mm-hmm. the person's there. Yeah, and, I don't think they want the writers there. But in film, they don't want the writers. No, there. They, they really don't. Near it. But no. it's one of those things where <laughs> Todd said, "That's why I make my own shit." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, me it, there's a lot. There's a lot about that. Just uh, it's there's a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, and there's things you. I, I, the cool thing is, is that when things work, because and things that you were unsure of, you're like. I hope this works. I want it to work. And then things that you all, and this is one thing too that you always notice when you're writing is that there are things that you think that you can get away with that mm-hmm. you're going, oh, they're not going to see this. Ah. Oh, you right. know, and then man. someone does see it. Yeah. And it gets pointed out mm-hmm. real fast. And uh, you get lazy sometimes because you're like, oh, who's gonna, who's gonna? Everyone's like, quiet hole, right? And especially if you direct, you're like, I'm gonna fix that when I direct I'll it. Anyway. It yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. When you direct it, exactly. you know, it's the, that's, <clears throat> the thing that I tell people a lot is, is that the director, and this is something you know, obviously, Todd, is that the you're the ultimate storyteller at that point because you're kind of like. The, the the symphony conductor. You mm-hmm. gotta get everybody kind of moving in the right way, and, <clears> and 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 as well. And this is the thing that's interesting about listening to like symphonic music is that different conductors make the same the same right. piece of music sound a little different. Mm-hmm. They can do things differently how they want to do it, and that's where the filmmaker comes in and like can elevate. Just was on the page, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, and that's too. That's, you got a cinephile here, Todd. To yeah, y'all fucking yeah. around, messing with each other <laughs> <Yeah>. on this one. <laughs> I mean, to me, that was the thing that was really cool right. about yesterday. Is that right. I, I, I was saying to myself, I was like, oh, I, I like, I like the line reading here, mm-hmm. but if we were shooting this, I want to get two or three different, two or three, like two right. or three different pace, options. Pace was yeah. one thing, like pacing, right. and then like, <clears> oh, like. Like this part could be like a it's 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 written in a way where it seems aggressive, but mm-hmm. it, if it was played more sexy or seductive, then it would have a whole different slant, mm-hmm. you know. Undertones. Yeah. But right. that's the thing too that's great is that I love how actors interpret it, right. and you yeah. just kind of like see it differently, right. you know. It, it might it, it's not a it's never a right or wrong at that point. It's just like different choices, take. Yeah, yeah, different take. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so cool. So with that. If you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get into the show. So today we got my man on the show, my home team <laughs> from the Bay. Look, All right, Todd Nunez, everybody, writer director himself. Horror is your specialty, am I correct? Horror is my specialty <laughs> yeah. and my first love. And you, you, I think I heard you say, I, can't, I feel like you said it on my show, maybe, or we were talking about it. You could just do horror and be fine with that. Is am I, am I, I correct? Cu- I could just do horror and mm-hmm. be fine with that. Okay. I would be completely happy and mm-hmm. content and. Right. Uh, uh, and 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 able to create, I could if I could do that, I mm-hmm. I, I would. And I would interesting. Be fine. Well, here's the thing: is interesting about horror film is that horror film, it's got an interesting continuum on it. Mm-hmm. You know, because you could go from something like a Halloween, absolutely. There's a broad, you know, or you could go to something, genre, or yeah. um, or to something like The Shining. Mm-hmm. You know, those are both horror films, mm-hmm. and they. Both deliver totally different right. experiences psychologically mm-hmm. and like physically. I think yeah. really interesting about horror film. Like, like horror film affects you physically right. yeah. as the audience. I think that in a way that no other film like genre well, does. Well, they and they yeah. it, it, you know this because you've done a lot of films. They travel 
Because you know, like they say, comedy doesn't really oh, right. go like international, but horror everybody can relate to everybody, in some way, right? Yes, yes. And okay. we always have a horror boom, and I think we're in one right now. Mm-hmm. Sort of goes away, or we right. have thrillers or whatever. It's sort of there, but but it always keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. The, the, the new generation, yeah, mm-hmm. wants to be scared. They want to have that experience and be safe. You're right. Well, imagine this is a matter of this is what Cole always tells me. Mm-hmm. Because a friend of ours who wrote that Dracula <clears throat> that was on NBC, remember a couple of years ago that that version of it was like in Victorian England where Dracula came to. He was pretending he was an American. Who oh, came, okay, yeah, who yeah, came yeah, to yeah, bring, yeah. So he was. So he's a, he's a really good friend of mine, and he was telling me like, and because horror is like a weird genre for me. There's ones that I like, mm-hmm. but I'm not really like a fan of the genre. Uh-huh. Um, for but this, I'll get to that in a minute. But he was like. Horror films tap into what's going on in the in the zeitgeist of the culture right. in a way that almost no other genre does. Mm-hmm. And it goes about you're saying about the boom. It's like yeah. when crazy shit is happening oh, in our yeah. world, mm-hmm. it starts coming out in the horror films. Yeah. You know, and they start people start really experimenting with the horror films and I think that we're in a really fucked up time right now <laughs> so we got these horror movies that are coming out because people are like we gotta you know what I can't really slash someone's throat mm-hmm. but we can pretend we can slash <laughs> someone's yeah, throat and we can watch it and, uh, and be safe so we were starting to talk offline about our favorite movie you and I were talking about The Warriors yes. um, which is not a horror but it could be. Absolutely. <laughs> if it's it got, made, it's if got, you think about it. Yeah, that is absolutely. a scary-ass situation to be in a situation where you are accused of something. And you have to get from one place to another in order to survive back. And that's one of right? my biggest fears, being accused of something I didn't mm-hmm. do. I oh, have completely. nightmares about it. Completely. Right. right. Completely. You know, and you can't prove yourself. And right. so I guess that really did sort of tap into something with a lot of people. Right. And it resonated. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I think The Warriors is... And for those of you who haven't seen The Warriors, you can shoot yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Really. Really. I mean, like, I think the movie is... I mean, I would say it is a horror film. I really would say it is it is because it's like you know in a lot of horror films it's a group of people right. and some entity is coming after mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and in that movie it's like like all who's the, the last to survive yeah, who's the last right. to survive and it's mm-hmm. kind of like and it's like like Swan is like Swan's yeah, like the last yeah, guy, yeah, right? Yeah. And everyone else is Cowboy, getting like getting yeah. cut cut mm-hmm. down, which is the whole same thing you do in horror films, and it's like and it's like all the other gangs. Are that supernatural? They're all the monsters. Hurricane. They're all the monsters. You know, yeah. through. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I just remember, like you, we were saying earlier, people saying like, "Don't watch that movie." Your kid, don't yeah. watch that movie. <laughs> I remember. We, I remember my, at my brothers uh, Will and I went to this theater in in Cleveland at Southgate, mm-hmm. which it's not even there anymore. It's one of those old like GCC cinemas. And I remember seeing the trailer for that movie, mm-hmm. and I just and that and those guys like the uh, baseball Furies. the baseball oh, theories, yeah. <laughs> it's like they're coming and they're like the orphans. The, 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 I love and, the orphans. I mean, like the, the, the trailer was cut in a way that in you know it's dropping all the gangs at you, and like the mm-hmm. baseball Furies are pulling the the uh, the bats, bats off the yeah. thing, and it's mm-hmm. like. They have this whole kind of like um. It's got energy. It's, it's like, like this, they, have, they have like an yeah. arsenal. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Mm-hmm. I was a kid, just like, "Wow!" 
that's insane. Right. And just the makeup, the clothing, and just that the the music they used in that trailer, which I don't think is in the mm-hmm. movie, is so like it's so scary hmm. yeah. and it's so thrilling. And it's yeah. one of the things I love about horror film. Um, and it was a dark movie, though. Oh, dark! Even hell. the way he shot it, Very. it was dark. Dark you know as hell. I mean? Fucking, right. uh, Walter, Walter Hill. Walter Hill's Hill? at all of Paris's parties. It, Walter you know, Hill, yeah, man. He's a cool cat. He's I mean, cool cat. he's one of those guys. I call him Walter. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Uncle Walt. You know, depending Walter, on what Walter. I'm feeling like. Uncle Walt's the best. People, people <laughs> slip on him because <clears throat> a lot of people, in terms of a crafting and writing thing, it's like you know. He wrote a couple movies in it's like some crime movies in, mm-hmm. in the 70s before Warriors, right. which a lot... I remember that... Uh, what's this movie? I can't remember the name of the movie now, but Scott Alexander was telling me there's two movies, two screenplays you got to read. Oh, yeah. I remember um, you said. And that, it was by Walter that, Hill, that was, right? They teach you right. everything. There's one by Walter... It's like Chinatown mm-hmm. and this Walter Hill Chinatown, movie. Chinatown, yeah. And uh, I was like, what is this Walter <laughs> Hill movie? Because I never read it or, or mm-hmm. I haven't even seen it. And... Um, uh, and it's like, but but everyone talks about that like really sparse style that's evident in in the Alien script, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was like, that's kind of his gift to screenwriting right. is like this is how you can. It's very clean. Yeah, it's very clean yeah. on the page. Because right. if you go back and look at that movie, I was written on the page, mm-hmm. and then look at Chinatown, which mm-hmm. is these big black chunks of right. description. It's like it's two like polar opposite styles, mm-hmm. but th- but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, fuck, Walter Hill, the damn, you know, he wrote 48, he wrote 48 hours and directed 48 hours. Yeah. I mean, he is the fucking man. Mm-hmm. man. Like, how do you not? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so we got you on the show today, Todd. Yes, sir. So what I, want, what I wanted to start from, since we're coming up, Halloween is like in two days away. This is going to drop today, actually. Okay. So, okay, so usually we tape it on Sunday and we drop it on Monday, but we had to get you in. So yeah, like, yeah, I came running. <clears throat> it's all good. So um, let's start here, just okay. this, this to get us a good conversation. So you're wearing your shirt. You got your Halloween shirt on, Absolutely. the new Halloween shirt on. Well, this is actually- Is this that the is old the, one? Yeah, this is oh, okay. uh, old school. Okay, good. Um, what's your favorite horror movie and why? Uh, my favorite horror movie, well, it would have to be Halloween. Right. And uh, I mean, just it's- Sounds very uh, cliche to say, but Friday the 13th mm-hmm. and Halloween and The Shining, those three are like my all-time favorite. Right. And those were the ones that I was... Uh, like, what about them? Like, what are the elements well, you of know them? What, that, you it's know what? It's because they were the ones that I was introduced to first. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they have that that feeling that you want when you mm-hmm. go to a movie, that it's, it's new and fresh right. and different and exciting. Mm-hmm. So those emotions have stayed with me. <coughs> Excuse me. And I've been chasing that ever since. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? Well, I think my favorite horror films are The Shining is obviously my favorite film. I mean, favorite horror film on that. I love The Shining. Um, there's a really interesting French film called Eyes Without a Face. Hmm. Um, it's uh, it told came, you he was a cinephile. Todd, it's, it came out of like the. Sounds like I've heard that? of that. I've, I've heard of it. I don't yeah, it's just, so it's a movie. It's a movie about a woman who's been disfigured, and her father is like a surgeon, and so she's oh, walking it, around through the movie with a mask. Yeah, the, whole the white time. mask. White mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's a really interesting film because you don't. Because um, uh, number one is like. I don't associate French cinema at that time. This is like right around the new wave. It was, it was an older filmmaker okay. making films like during the new wave. And he, so he mm-hmm. was kind of a, 
I don't say out of step, but he wasn't part of that group that was like changing cinema. Mm-hmm. But it's a, but but that kind of like heavy, heavy psychological horror mm-hmm. that's not um, it's not a slasher, anything like that. That's really deep in your head about mm-hmm. fuck. Like this is craziness mm-hmm. goes on, and it creates that kind of ho- that kind of like. You, like you're kind of repelled by what's going on, but you're also like there's this mystery you're trying to solve, and that's what I love about. It. That's also kind of like what's going on in the shine. Like you don't, there's a mystery that that you mm-hmm. really really like. Um, and then there's a there's a I mean I could, not really a big one, but just when the, when they do things that really trip me out, I think. And and I, and I, I might even say this is considered a horror film, but I think it's a horror film. Angel Heart. Hmm. It sounds okay. like you more you more are attracted to the psychological. Yes, or, yeah, okay. yes, yes. Because that to me, there's a fear in that mm-hmm. that I really respond to. Right. Because I kind of feel like um, losing your mind is something that you can't escape from. Right. Well, Clockwork Orange turns into a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, like, the, you know, the thing about, like, you mentioned the Halloween, like, Halloween is so fantastic mm-hmm. because, the, you know, because Michael Myers, he's not like a traditional supernatural villain in a sense. Right. I think he becomes He more, becomes that, but right. in the first one, the first one it's all practical. He's so, all yeah. practical. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it fucking scary shit because you're mm-hmm. like, I'm, I remember like, you know, like, I'm like when that movie came out and I was a kid, I was like, that shit could happen. <laughs> Has happened. You know, exactly. that shit could really happen. Exactly. It could really fuck with you. <clears throat> and that's kind of the thing about the psychological movies because those things are happening for those people. Right. You know, like, I, you know, like, Freddy Krueger, Cool ass shit, mm-hmm. great concept, all that. Because we all have had nightmares and cannot get out of that. But then you wake up and, and it feels like, so it real. It feels real, real. Right. Yeah. But you ultimately know that it was like, oh, it's like a movie. Like the movie's over and I can walk. I'm safe now. I can walk. Right. Turn this shit off. Right. Yeah. But psychological shit. I might not walk down the hall no with the light off. <laughs> <laughs> I need that little, you know, that little night lamp exactly. in my room when I'm 15. <laughs> but that's what I love about like, the psychological ones that you feel. There's no escape. Like mm-hmm. even when the movie's over, you're like, I don't even fucking know. I yeah, don't know. yeah. Especially nowadays, the psychological element is is really important mm-hmm. to sort of have something extra. You know, if you just have somebody going around killing people, it doesn't really fly nowadays. Right. It's you. Know, it's been done, and we're a little bit more sophisticated, and we want a little bit more, even from a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I forgot one that I fucking love. Just okay. remind me, or I fucking <clears> love. Scared the shit out of me. I had trouble watching it, even when it was on recently. Hmm. The fucking Omen. Oh yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> yes. Definitely. I, you know what? It, kids, 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 a lot and of people horror are movies. Scared of kids. They are freaky. Really? I will never forget the scene in the Omen when um, Gregory Peck is arguing with the guy who plays the ultimate. I think he plays the ultimate evil in Time Bandits. The same actor, um, and that. A uh, car slips in Italy, and the sheet of glass comes and knocks his mm-hmm. head off. That's a fucking that scared the shit out of me. Because <laughs> I was like, God, that's a fucked up. That's like that's an accident that could happen. Right. See, that's yeah. why that movie too is fucked up because because that's all like, yes, it's the the devil fucking with you. But what's happening to them mm-hmm. is all accidents that could happen. Yeah, I guess <laughs> like with children because we're so in control of our children mm-hmm. to think what it would be like if our children. We're out of control, right. that you couldn't say no or punish them or anything like that. And I think that goes to a lot of fears of adults. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, was, because, well, okay. <clears throat> so I was thinking a couple things. 
I always go back to my childhood, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of where we're going. We're all talking about like our first, whatever. I remember sitting in the back, and this is the early 70s, when we had vans and shit with the big windows <laughs> in it. And I remember sitting in the van in my mom's lap. I probably was three and watching Not a Living Dead at a drive-thru. Whoa. Drive-in. Yeah. yeah. In my mom's lap. And watching it. And I remember, because there's so many elements in the movie that I remember that stuck with me as first times. Mm-hmm. Like, something simple as, I forget, why am I going blank on the lead's name, the girl, um, is when she's with her brother at the beginning and they're running through the... Barbara, the yeah, and then the, the zombie finally turns and you see his shirt is all ripped and you see his butt. First time I ever saw a naked man like that. You're like, ah! So you, it's weird how you remember wow. shit like that, right? Yeah. And then... The little girl in that movie freaked me the fuck out when yeah. she turned, right? Because you could identify. Right. Like, what? The, right. And I wasn't yeah. too much younger than that. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, I just remember those little things, and I remember being attracted to... That's why zombie movies are my favorite yeah. still to this day because of that movie in particular. Yeah. And they immediately bring out the fear of me of the woods and being stuck in one place where you have to lock yourself inside of it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Suck. I love those that's, type of movies. That's that's that monster in the house. You know what I mean? Monster I in the house. house. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean there was the movie. What the fuck? I think it's called Identity. Hmm. Oh yeah, where they're at that John cabin, Cusack? John Cusack movie. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. At that, yeah, yeah. With, with love yeah, that with, movie. With, with Chiller Vance. Like yeah, it's two, great. That's a, that's one of my favorite ones where they're kind of stuck in a location and right. can't get out. You know, mm-hmm. that's a really. Really good, even movie when you too. know the twist, yeah, it makes it even exactly. interesting yeah. to watch it again. Oh, totally, exactly. totally, totally. Because, like, yeah, the second or third time I saw it, I was like, Oh, I, uh, I remember I saw it, it was on maybe sometime in the last year, and I was like, I know this movie, and I hadn't seen it since I was on the theater, so I kind of like didn't remember the twist immediately, but then it started like coming back to me, mm-hmm. and then I was like, Oh, this is so fucking cool the way they're executing it, just the way that the that like, like. You know, this thing about horror movies is interesting is that they, the filmmakers know like all the gags are playing on everybody. Right. And then they're like, they're layering in these second and, and tertiary reads that the audience might not pick up the first time around because right. you're so stuck in the here and now of the experience. It's, it's like a joke and then it goes by you and then you watch it's it again, again and you're you like, forgot, oh! And you yeah. didn't know there was another joke yes, after that. Yes, right, yes, exactly. exactly. And exactly. that's, this thing, you know, I mean, did you see... Heredity recently? Yes, of course. See, so Heredity is a movie that I, it's a movie, and I hadn't seen a horror movie in a long time until I saw that one, right? Maybe like five or six years. And what I remembered about it is that I love, this is what I love about horror films a lot, is that the directors get to be really stylized Mm -hmm. in a way that, that filmmakers now uh, they either shy away from, mm-hmm. or I'm not. I guess, or, or the audiences don't respond the same way to that kind of like directorial stamp. Mm-hmm. But they love it in horror films, and it's what makes horror films really, really good. Right. Is that uh, you know, like, and those and those shots you see that you see in a lot of movies, like you know, you're behind someone's head and kind of pan around on like a steady camera or a dollar or something like that. That shot you see it a lot. of People are confused, but in a horror film. There's always like some other element to it because mm-hmm. it's like that person is coming around and you thinking oh and it's a, it's the, that person is like is become daunt, something's dawning on them you know mm-hmm. and then give me something in the background yeah <laughs> you know, really? and that's the fun about doing horror movies are all these set 
elements that you can take and you spin them on your head and mm-hmm. then you've got something very really successful. And it's a lot of fun. A lot I was, of fun to I was just thinking about how, um, and we were talking about dreams a minute ago, yeah. right? I have dreams and I've had them since I was a kid, since I watched that movie. And I always have, I have a zombie dream almost every night. Wow. Still, 2018, <laughs> I'm freaking 48 years old. I still have a zombie dream every night. And literally, it could be us sitting here. I walk downstairs, and all of a sudden, the crowds just start. And I'm like, but I have ability. I'm like fucking Blade in my, in my dream. Of course you are. But I am at first. Yeah. And then I start getting weaker. Uh-huh. And like, for instance, when they finally all catch up to me, and I'm like trying to, earlier I could reach up and jump up on the roof, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I swear to God. And then by the time they all start catching up to me, I am trying to reach the roof, and they're grabbing my feet, literally about to pull me, and I always wake up, right? Yeah. There's been like one time when I didn't wake up. Oh. And, That's but what I, I want to know about. <laughs> but they stay, it was more, anyway, long story short. So where I'm going with this is, so 28 Days Later came out, right? Yes. In my dream, since I was a kid, the zombies have always been fast. I've always seen them fast. Interesting. So when that movie came out, it was a whole other layer of freaking me out mm-hmm. that this is real shit now. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, because that's the first one they were really the first time they ever moved the like that. Running. Yeah. You know, you'll see you know a little bit of a linger, whatever you call it, a slight run from somebody maybe in like dawn yeah. or one of those, but it's not the same. The dudes are like a full power out. walk. Yeah. yeah, you know, like full out. So when that shift happened and my dream came true. That Man, fucks really you fucked up my drink. That really yeah. fucks you up. <laughs> Added another Fuck element too. Up, well, because like I had, you know, now I, I remember this. So I remember Twenty Eight Days Later. I love that. But the last horror film I saw before I saw Heredity was uh, World War Z. Oh yeah, okay. and that, that was, one too. That yeah. was they were they, they were really out and of they control. turned like that. It's yeah, like, yeah. Ooh, shit, real fast. <laughs> wow. like, all that 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 shit was crazy. That has seen in like. The scene in Israel, the scene on the plane, mm-hmm. was like, y'all motherfuckers really are pushing the envelope on right. this. Right. That's the thing, too, that's tricky about horror films is, particularly zombie films, is like you pushing the envelope. You, you got to push the envelope on right. some level. Oh, yeah. You got to do something different. You got to mm-hmm. bring something different to the table. We've had so much zombies. Yeah. We've had Walking yeah. Dead. Fear mm-hmm. the Walking Dead. There's just so much on. I'm, I'm sometimes amazed at Walking Dead, how they can keep bringing in zombies in right. situations uh, even though sometimes it gets a little repetitive but yeah. if you're gonna you know, do a movie you gotta bring bring something different to the right. table okay here's something I wanna ask you cause this is like <clears throat> one of my favorite things especially about horror movies is the scores ah yes the yeah, scores yeah you, you're a score dude aren't you cause yeah. of the movies you've done scary. like how you know like What's your conversation? Yeah, let's talk about your movie. Was, yeah, because because like, what's the conversation you have with the composer in terms of what you're trying to, to do with the music? Well, in my my particular movie, I didn't want to have. It was a Christmas movie, but I mm. didn't want to have a Christmas soundtrack to it. And some of the other Christmas horror movies mm. have that uh, going on. I wanted it to be so that it, it's a movie that you could feel like you could watch all year long mm-hmm. at any time. So it's not stuck in any one period, even though it is a Christmas movie. And I, I really like that, that sense of doom. Okay. Really these uh, uh, setting up for the next scene, the next mm-hmm. moment, the next ch- chill, the next chase. <coughs> um, it, and bringing people on an adventure. It felt like the, everything's got to work together. Mm-hmm. It can't just be throwing in cool tracks 
I'm, I'm very, I, I always put down my own sort of track of different pieces of music that are similar. Mm-hmm. And, just to uh, set the tone. Or to set the going? tone, mm-hmm. to give them a feel for what I'm, I'm looking for. I, I want to bring the tension up, and then I want to bring it down just a little bit to breathe, and then bring it back up again right. and, and keep going. It's a mm-hmm. roller coaster ride. Right. It's a ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, I really, I mean, people who listen to her, her know, I, I, soundtracks are some, my, one of my favorite elements of, of movie making. Um, I tell people all the time, Put the shining on, mm-hmm. and then turn it up loud, and then leave—not leave, loud, but loud enough—and then leave the room. And leave the room <laughs> because when you just and just listen to the score, mm. it'll <clears throat> fucking freak you out. Interesting. It's, like yeah. that score does so much to like fuck with your nerves. Like it's never letting you be calm. Mm. No. When, when they're driving through the mountains, I know they're I'm not saying in the beginning, on, but I'm scared. The, I know, I know. That just the, <laughs> just the, the opening mm. music cue is this really ass, crazy ass. They're like French horns. You're like, what the fuck is he doing yeah. here? He's really you're on edge. Yeah, every time. And, and it's and there's just this is and and like even when nothing's crazy happening, the score is still kind of like it's it's just kind of like it's. It's it's like a needle is pricking you, pricking you the whole time. Yeah. So you never really get comfortable. You're not breathing. Yeah. It's making and, you hold and, your breath. And, th- and then when she gets crazy, <clears throat> it's really crazy. Like that fir- when he first sees the twins, there's like a little like, and he's driving around on that that uh. This was cool too. Like he's driving around on that big, big wheel and the carpet. Yeah. And, and yeah. there's this carpet in the in the wood. And there's kind of like a rhythm to that. And then the music starts coming in slowly. And then all of a sudden it's like there's that stop. And he sees them. Hmm. And this and the score, the way he plays it, it's just really I, I, it's masterclass. And, I, and, and that's but the, the scene in general. I mean, him riding on that big wheel because it, usually today's world it wouldn't go on that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he knows exactly about how much time you need to suspect that something's going to happen. Yeah. And to be in suspense of that, I mean, <clears throat> it's great master mm-hmm. filmmaking. Yeah, because I uh, that's the thing we saw about John Carpenter earlier, and I was like, that's the thing that I think that he he does so well. In all his movies is the score, particularly the Halloween score. The Halloween score is so iconic. It's I remember you think he was saying that he had to like do it really fast and like yeah. didn't have like like over a weekend or some so, like some crazy shit like that. And it just became perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so like it's simple. It's simple. It's it drives simple. tension so strongly. And it builds mm-hmm. and it changes and it still keeps that simplicity. It, I love it. Every time I hear it, it it's everyone mm-hmm. sort of gets the chills. Yeah. And that's what's great about it. I was watching um, something the other day, and they were talking about Friday the 13th. And the yes. Apparently, I think he's saying, or something like that. Kill, kill, kill. Kill, kill, kill. Her, her, her. Whatever. But he was talking about how he came up with it. He was like the composer. He was talking about how he... Mr. Manfredini? Yeah. He was talking about how he... How he was sitting there, he was like, something's missing. He's like, oh, it needs like a little... And then he just kept speeding it up and speeding it up or whatever, and then it started making that noise. Yeah, from a line in the movie where Mrs. Voorhees is saying, talking as Jason, killer mommy. But he said he spoke into the the mic and did the... Yeah, and then did an echo. Yeah, but we all heard it as... Yeah, it's funny. That's how I always heard it, right? Yeah, I always thought it was... Yeah, exactly. It's kill, kill, kill. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. I didn't know that at all. And then I didn't know you probably know because you 
damn Halloween sport uh, a horror fan. Jamie Lee Curtis uh-huh. was up for that role, and her mother wouldn't let her do it. Really? And in in I'm sorry in um the original one where you guys are talking about the the the, the, the satanic one. What's the one? Linda the Blair. Omen? The Omen? Yeah, that one. The, the uh, love me some Linda Blair. What movie is that? Oh, The Exorcist. 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 Yeah. Exorcist. In that movie. Because they were like the same age or something at the time. They wanted her to play that role. Oh, because she, she was a little younger. I, well, yeah, yeah, I could understand The Exorcist. I could understand. Mm-hmm. That's a, for any parent to put their child right. in that. That's a hard one. Right. That's a hard one. The Exorcist well, it's, it's, is a hard movie. Well, that's a lot different than Friday, Friday 13th. And, and Will's yeah. Halloween. Because yeah. she's older than Halloween. Yeah. Um, but see, I always heard, I mean, her mom was real excited when she got the job. Right. For, in, uh, for, Halloween, for Halloween? Because they, she has an older sister, too, who's a, a, supposed to be a phenomenal actress. But, oh, really? Yeah, exactly. Huh. But it was, uh, it, even though she came from Hollywood royalty, it mm-hmm. still wasn't like everybody was just like screaming to get her mm-hmm. in their movies until she did Halloween. Well, yeah, because I think that, you know, the thing about, her mom is people don't know her mom is Janet Lee, who was in Psycho, exactly. um, and and uh, I, and, I touch, think, and Touch of Evil. But I think a lot of people did back when Jamie got cast. Oh, then yes, I'm I saying, mean that was Deborah yes, Hill yes, wanted yes, her specifically. Yes. It, was a, it was a marketing well, thing. Yeah, because the daughter of the one from Psycho, exactly. Yeah. And isn't that interesting though? That's pretty smart, though. Actually. Yeah, but I mean, Psycho I mean, <clears throat> just so happened that Halloween was the horror movie to yeah, really put a stamp on the. Uh, the genre, uh, like Psycho was. did, yeah. But wasn't she one of the first Final Girls? Uh, she was one of the first. Well, Black Christmas came okay. before okay. Halloween, and there was Peepee Tom before that. They all sort of had the same sort of okay. pattern. So she was. She's a, probably the first well known. Okay, but she'd it, be the queen. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's interesting about about. But to go back to The Exorcist, I mean, The Exorcist. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to put my daughter through that. I no. mean, like I mean, and because because number one, like like um, Linda Blair got hurt physically, like fucked up her back. Well, they were doing the, doing the thing like that. No. There's that scene that 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 they cut out. That if you see the director's cut, that mm. spider walk scene, which yeah. is which is fucking creepy as shit. Yeah. I remember seeing it. The <laughs> why, did, why did they cut it? Um, too scary. Really. Oh, well, like now everybody's doing the spider walk. Yeah, now, walks, yeah, everybody right? yeah, exactly. got the well, spider walk. This, this, well, but this, they do it now because what happened is, is that when they put that movie out, they were like, "Oh no, mm-hmm. this movie's already fucking freaky as shit. <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna have this scene <laughs> in here." Spider walking, and they right. cut it out. But then, like, I want to say in like eighty-eight. I'm sorry, like 98, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 98, the re It re-released, and yeah. he put it back in. I remember I saw it at the Chinese Theater, hmm. and like um, a lot of big stars were in that, because we went opening night. A lot of big stars were there, like major stars were in the audience. Hmm. Everyone was fucking creeping out. Yeah. And that scene it came still on. Holds. It still I mean, holds. And when that scene right. came on, the audience jumped. Hmm. Because a lot of people have seen that movie. I mean, exactly. whatever, it's been 20, almost 30 years, right. but they didn't see that part. They didn't mm-hmm. see those Spider Walk. And uh, <laughs> everyone fucking. Is that in your next movie, Tom? Yeah, Spider Walk. <laughs> <laughs> there was another thing in there. He had these little, like, he had these little, like, devil flashes in the shadows and shit. Hmm. Um, you, you know, like the camera kind of pan across the kitchen mm-hmm. and you see, like, in the shadow, and he had, like, a face hmm. that would just, like, flash for, like, you know, like three frames, like a like a like a devil mask, a right. white, just giving this ugly ass face, just go, whoosh, and it would just make everybody jump in the theater because hmm. you know at that at that time that's the first time I ever saw The Exorcist. I'd never seen it before, okay. and the people who I'd seen it with, so you guys see, we love it. They seen it all a bunch of all a bunch of time, mm-hmm. but they hadn't seen this new shit. 
and it mm. fucked with people. So that Devil Flash is new too. Devil Flash is new. There was oh. a few things he added back to that film that mm. no one that he that he told him at the time were not. No, if you don't, because this was, they were like, we can't give you an X rating mm. because you know right. it's not it's, it's, it's not that it's, it's not that <laughs> content to receive an X the right. way they had kind of negotiated that. Rating thing, they're like, just not going to have this. Well, well I've been I've been watching that series, um, that Eli Roth uh, horror series that's oh, yeah. on right now. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I was hearing some of this. They were interviewing Jamie Lee Curtis, and she was oh, okay. talking about that she was nineteen when she did that, and all that. Yeah, stuff. right. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I've actually never seen The Exorcist all the way through. Really, you guys couldn't do it. I, I'm just not into you. I'm not. Me, a, I'm not. A, I'm not demon, into paranormal uh, or, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch like The Conjuring and right. things like that. But when it really gets into like this demon possession right. type right. of thing, that's the kind of stuff I don't want to go to bed at night. I guess yeah. maybe because it, it, that could be true. Because it's real it's shit. More yeah, than Michael like and Jason. It. Jason, that's I know shit. is. is I can real. deal with. That. I can deal with a, a, yeah. a serial killer running away, or, right? right? But you can't <laughs> outrun a demon. No. Well, that's the thing. You know, I mean, they say what well, they just they say is kind of like inspired by some true events. Right. Whatever the guy, what is his name? Yeah. Blatley wrote that, yeah. and I'm just kind of like. The shit in that movie is fucking frightening. Right. I mean, and it's, I mean, like, well, I, well I'm seeing it in, what, 1998, and it was frightening to me. Mm-hmm. I can imagine in 1972, wherever the fuck it came out, or 74, how that just would have fucked everyone. And right. what worse thing than to have your child be involved in being, that? Being uh, possessed by a demon. I mean, it's one thing to have grandma possessed by a demon, yeah. but... Your child, mm-hmm. yeah, that's another thing. It's another well, fear. Well, it goes back to your thing about like the fear we people have of their children being out of yeah. control. Because the mother is Ellen Burstyn. Who plays Ellen Burstyn? Played a mom in that. Who, I don't know who plays the mom in that. Uh, it's not Ellen Burstyn, no. Um, <clears throat> but it's like the fear she's going through. I, I mean, that's some crazy shit. Just I mean, even the stories I'm making that movie, how they had to create that ice. Room to yeah, cool the, to yeah, cool yeah. it down so everyone was fucking chilled. To well, also all the rumors about it being cursed and yeah. everything that happened to everybody who yeah. worked on it. Yeah, and then the Blair yeah. having a, it, yeah, a hard time yeah, at the, one the, point. The breakdown afterwards. I mean, I will watch The Exorcist once I get Linda Blair in my <laughs> next movie. Uh, <laughs> and I will watch it. Yeah, I will Alan be Burns. like that. Will be a celebration. It's Ellen Burstyn. Alan Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Max von Sydow. Yeah, Max von Sydow. He's yeah. He's the. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> I was just talking with Paul Keo. He wanted me to do the um, you know, the, the Ted Influential Movie Challenge thing. You know. Oh right. right. And uh, there's a movie. I think the first thing I was gonna post is this movie called uh, Through a Glass Darkly, hmm. which is this Bergman film. Uh, and Max von Sydow is in it. He's one of his oh, early yeah. films. But I was like, you know, he's the only kind. He's the only like Swedish actor who kind of broke out from those art house films. Mm-hmm. All your, he became a, a kind of a big American mm-hmm. star, uh, and because The Exorcist, you know, yeah. he's, and he's perfect in The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Like he's oh. fucking like, you know, uh, I mean, he embodies that priest who's like. Who knows the score mm-hmm. has some empathy, but he's like I can't. But let he's the, not afraid of him. But, 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 but he's like, but he's like, I can't let the empathy get in the way of what the fuck is happening right. here. Yeah. Right. And that's why he's perfect for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's almost like, um, <clears throat> who's your man uh, in Halloween? Uh, Donald Pleasant. Donald Pleasant. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. He's like perfect in that too. Like the yes. way he's able to like he 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 the subtlety. Yeah, he like, read it. He straddles undeniable. This, he's he's walking this tightrope the whole time. That's really. Um, 
it's kind of like an uncelebrated performance, but it's like it's it's key to make those films work. There's performances that I don't think people recognize mm-hmm. are key to make horror films work because they're not the jolt performance or the Lee like well, Jamie Lee Curtis. But well, you're talking about the performance. Let's talk about you've written you know many 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 movies. Let's talk about what type of things you think writers should be doing in their movies that you know would help them stand out. Well, in the horror movie, I think this is something I'm real big on. Is, mm-hmm. is and I think that this is a lot uh, adds to a lot of success of the most popular horror movies. It's not just your bad guy because mm-hmm. you could have the best bad guy in the world, but if you don't have a hero mm-hmm. that is just as developed and is vulnerable, <laughs> because you're doing a horror movie, they need to be vulnerable because that's something that everyone's going to relate to. Right. That's really going to involve them in the movie, like the Warriors. They were very vulnerable mm-hmm. in that situation. And, and Jamie Lee Curtis, I think that is one of the things that she brought to Halloween. And I can't imagine that if that performance and her, uh, what she brought to it wasn't as, as great as it was, uh, that movie wouldn't have worked. Right, right. People wanted to protect her. Yes. Right? Yeah, they yes. were yelling at the screen. Exactly. Because yeah, right, well, the thing right. about her at that time is like, you know, like she's attractive, mm-hmm. but she's not. Like Hollywood the bombshell girl, Absolutely. you know, and she and it, you know obviously it's like a suburb type of thing, but she like so she like makes all of that work and the way she's styled her mm-hmm. performance. I just remember that scene in that movie. It's that movie when she's in the closet, she takes the hanger and like yeah. puts yeah. in his eye and shit like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's the thing that, that I think is is great about the, the 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 horror character, the hero is that vulnerable as hell, and they almost never win any scene. Mm-hmm. You know, until the final, the final scene, yeah, and it, things just get ratcheted, and they escape from the scenes mm-hmm. through their smarts. Right, yeah. I was about to you say know? through whatever the ability yeah. is you gave yeah. them. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, through you know? like through their right. smarts, they're able to get out of those scenes right. when it's like, well, what the fuck is happening here? Well, it's it's real interesting too if you look at these horror movies. <laughs> it's almost like they are the female action movie. If you mm-hmm. look at the action stars, mm-hmm. the men from back in the day and the challenges that they face and the, the way the story and right. arcs worked and how they're, the rookie cops all kept getting knocked off one by one <laughs> until your final guy was standing. Right. And this is where women shined and were the heroes and experienced the same type of, right. of turmoil and challenges. And I think people accepted that rather than uh, your traditional until the Terminator 2 you know, came along, mm-hmm. Sarah Connor and all that. Well, it's that's a really good point because... Is there a horror film where there's a male lead? There is. There is. A one horror movie in particular back is, is in the Is Evil Dead, 80s. is he? Is he the lead? Is Sam the lead in Evil Dead? Why don't I see it to him? He would, oh, you're, he would be, the, he would be, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's one See, of we'll yeah, see. So, so it's a rare occasion to right. have It is. That. The Burning had a, um, a final man. Okay. Kid, okay. boy, what a teenager, but whatever. It's typ- it's typ- and it didn't, but it didn't have the same appeal. That's, that's, mm. that's, a lot of people don't remember the burning. A lot of people nowadays will consider it one of the best horror movies of that era. Mm. But you ask average person, they don't know what, what the burning is. It didn't resonate. People mm. wanted the final girl. There was something about that mm-hmm. big man trying to come and uh, her overcoming and being the last woman standing. Hmm. So that's I, that's a really interesting point about. I mean, I love the fact that you've equated it to the, to the action film because I kind of feel like. But that's where they get to play. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They do in, in, they, they, in they, an they, arena they do... that people accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That now it's different. You know, we have action heroes. We have Wonder Woman. We have all this. People can accept it now. But back then, you didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And that's where it sort of just, you know, society was wanting it. And that's where it came in. And it's one of the reasons why Halloween was such a, I think, a big success. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I agree with you. This is my only caveat on that. I don't yet know. Yes, we're in an age where we want female heroes like that. Like, one of them is true. But, like, what I want to see is, like, where's our female John McClane? Well, wasn't that in the, you consider that to be in Atomic Blonde? Or you mean John McClane? Okay, for yeah, yeah. Or, yeah the year Atomic Blonde is more. That's more like born. Yeah, 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 yeah. Born yeah, in the right. sense because yeah, I think yeah. that thing that I think because yeah, like the thing that makes and Atom- he was just an average cop, average who guy. Because right. and the thing about Atomic Blonde is Atomic Blonde like didn't didn't resonate the way right. that you want. But don't you think like, we've missed that opportunity to have a female diehard type of? I mean, that whole sort of eighties uh, mm-hmm. kind of action. I, well, well no, no, we have, yes, we totally we have. I mean, but I, I like, like, I, I'm wondering if there's even an opportunity to do a film like that now, in some level, where do you, that you can center the film around a woman that is about the, the. Well, see, that's the thing. Okay, here's the difference between what I love about. I mean, the, the, like, why the you mentioned Born. This is why the Born Identity works is an interesting film, as opposed to why I didn't like Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. In the first Born film. He's like a reluctant type of hero who doesn't even understand his skill set, mm-hmm. and he keeps like re- like learning new and new things as the the story is is, is Unfold. unfolding. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Tommy Blonde, like she's in full control of 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 our assets. She's more like a James Bond type of character. Right. Uh, yeah, and so that she's like a superhero. Yeah, almost, like yeah, something. and yeah. that is not as interesting because in I just there's there's that moment when when he like beats up those those. He's in Switzerland and he beats those guys up on the bench and he like, mm-hmm. and it's like he's even shocked. And he's like, what the, what the Oh, I, <laughs> I, I can do this? Right. And it's really cool. And I just think... They did, well, sort of, a, you saw Wonder Woman, right? Yes. They yes. sort of played that too where she's not really understanding all her power. True, what she true, has and true. What she but, she's, but then she's, but I'm saying, but, but she's, she's Wonder a Woman. superhero. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah right. Because I like saw that movie... Um, Red Sparrow. Yeah. Recently. Okay. And I was like, this movie fails on so many levels because it's, <laughs> it's not, very yeah, it's sad, it's, right? It's, it's not. I was like, you had a great actress, mm. you had a really, really good, like amazing director. The 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 concept is really cool. Mm. I just was like, you didn't pull this right for some reason. No, it was not executed. It wasn't given the same respect. It yeah. feels like yeah, and uh, yeah, they didn't do. It. I mean, it's like, like, oh, we don't need to do reshoots. Just put it out there. <laughs> you know when we, you know right. you, you, you see you know when you watch a movie and go they didn't do research. Yeah, right. right. They tested and say we're good. We can roll with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, you know what I've always wanted to do, and I keep thinking about this like every year. I, I just I can't find the 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 I can't find the right um, milieu for this. Is to do a female man on fire. Okay. Because that's like a, a, so it's you know like that the that that's what I thought that they could have done with Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. The, the, she's been through all this kind of shit and doesn't want to deal with it anymore, and trying to regain a sense of hum, her humanity through some story, mm. you know. Because that I mean, because I, I was watching you know I've watched that movie a lot. Um, I was watching it the other day at something, and I was like, the movie still fucking works now. Like it's so it's, it's not an action film. You know, it's not, and it's like, 
the, the act one break is he tries to commit suicide. I was like, fuck, that's such a great turning point that when you watch the movie the first time you might not suspect that right. I'd love to see that in a, in a, with a female movie but then but I'll just jump back to the horror stuff I mean I mean that's where I the woman I don't even know the actress's name but the woman who survives Nightmare on Elm Street uh, yeah Nancy yeah see, uh, Heather Lampkin yeah see like that's a, a story that I think is really there's another great example of like the female. Exactly. Surviving. She definitely fights back. For yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, By that right. time we were well into it and they yeah. knew that what was working, what people mm-hmm. wanted. And we wanted a kick ass female mm-hmm. hero. That's what, what we, that's what made yeah. a lot of these movies great. Because she clearly became not afraid of them in the end. Yeah. She has to. Yeah. And she survived. to fight yeah. back instead right. of being just a victim. Yeah. And that's the funny thing is I never really thought of these characters as just victims. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was a lot of flack back in the day that women were being terrorized oh, yeah. and this and that, and everybody's like looking at all the, the negative things instead of really looking at the fact that, you know, well, out of all the group with men and everything in it, it's the woman who survives. survives yeah. You I know, mean, the woman who triumphs and uh, well, overcomes was, the evil. They, was it Kevin, Kevin Williamson did the thing in um, Scream where one of the guys is like, well, you know, because he's talking about all the rules of, yeah. a, of a horror movie. He's like, well, you know, if you have sex in a movie, yeah. you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We don't want our heroines to have sex. That's very interesting. Right. It's very interesting. You want them innocent. You want them innocent Mm -hmm. and you want them to be to appeal to everybody and uh, But she did. Uh, Nev Campbell did have sex with somebody. She did. She did. But because they brought it out and right. it was a part right. of the storyline and all that, and they worked, let it go to but if you right. had a hot love scene with mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis and Ben Tramer, right. no. Well, it's like that scene in, uh, <laughs> what's, the, what's the scene? What's the, what's the one when, is it Kevin Bacon who gets the blade through his yeah, neck? Yeah, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And he just has sex right in that scene? or he's right. just had sex. Yeah. 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 He's, he's in the bed. He's in the bed. Well, Sean Cunningham literally took Halloween and followed the blueprint from it. Anyway. And I think that because of him and because of the success of Friday the 13th, that blueprint lives on today. Right. That it wasn't just you know uh, Halloween that did that. Who knows what we could have got mm-hmm. if Sean Cunningham hadn't said... I'm going to copy this exactly. They, right. they had sex on Halloween. They got killed. So we're going to do the same thing. Mm. And so it's just sort of stuck with us, right. embedded. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, there's, we, there's that stigma about, you know, it's so crazy. It's like we want to see that so much in movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe not now, but for a long time, we always want to see the sex. We always want to see the hot girl, blah, blah. But then that's like the taint. Right. You've done it. Even though that's all we all wanted to see. <laughs> now you gotta die. Now we gotta kill you right. some crazy. Well, there's like, danger in sex <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it sort of capitalizes on that. And it came out around the time when, when things were happening and people were getting scared. And so it just made sense. People said, oh, that's gross. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Nudity and killing. But no, it's speaking to something more that was going on in our society at the time. And it resonates and it makes sense. Yeah. Which reminds me, we, we interviewed the guys from A Quiet Place um, and we were, we, we were talking to them about how, you know, the biggest question everybody said was, why the fuck is she having another baby when you got to be quiet? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah right. <laughs> the fuck is she doing? Don't have a baby. And, and I believe this whole part was, was one of the things that, what's the director's name? That, uh, uh, Krasinski, John. Yeah, Krasinski. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of John's things that he added to the script because okay. he was one of the co-writers, also, right? Okay, I believe, if I recall. Um, and and that was about him realizing that it's all about how do you keep the society going. 
Like they just did something the other night on The Walking Dead. I'm still watching Walking Dead. And I do too. Rick and Michonne indicated we should have yes. our baby. Did they not? Yes. And what do you, are you thinking? Are you I crazy? I was like, what, bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you, we could die. No. Yeah, you could die if you're pregnant. That's going to fuck up your ability with the sword. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? I did yeah. not like that. Not going to have a baby in that society no. and, and see them get eaten by no. zombies. And- but it's interesting. I mean, that's a really interesting point, I, you know, about... The, the 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 persistency of the sex drive yeah. even in environments that don't make fucking sense yeah life will find yeah, a way yeah yeah because <laughs> it's like that you know it's like my, one of my favorite characters in the road warrior is the feral kid okay you know because he's got that he's got that blade boomerang you know which i think is one of the coolest things but it's like he doesn't even know how to speak. He he doesn't even know how to talk. Mm-hmm. He just grunts because it's like they had a kid, and couldn't even fucking spend the effort to to raise him right because yeah. the environment was so crazy, mm-hmm. you know. But I was, but they still had a kid. Yeah, you know. I was like, but the, the fuck is he doing? Mm-hmm. But he got to look for gas. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so, no. But in the quiet place, though, the great thing though about the pregnancy was that element. Of suspense that it gave, because you all knew. Uh-huh. You know, you got to be quiet. She's pregnant, and there's a lot of screaming when you have a baby. Oh, so man. waiting for that, mm-hmm. it was such a. Uh, I think it was. I think it was a great element. I, 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 I didn't, didn't have an issue that. with it. I thought it added something else to it, and yeah. no, knowing that they were doing the sequel the way that it is. Yeah. Made sense to me why they did it. Yeah, because they got rid of one kid, so they needed to have another. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just had. Yeah. The nail thing bothered me more than anything. She didn't tell nobody the nail was. <laughs> well, I mean, what does she have time? That's the thing, you know, right. because yeah. it's like she stepped on the nail. Mm-hmm. The, the creature came. Mm-hmm. Then she has the contractions or whatever. And mm-hmm. then she's got to go up and give the baby into the bathroom, right. which I thought was the best was, scene of the movie. I was like, fucking A. She should have been nominated for that fucking, just that moment. Well, that it, shit. It, the movie, you, she might. You yeah, think? Yeah. I don't know. She, they she don't might. give nominations to horror movies. Yeah, that's true. They need to, well. Silence of the Lambs was the only it, one. But, yeah, you know, but, look who was in that. But look at she's she's yeah she's royalty she, to an extent. She's on that level, I think. I, I think Emily. But I mean, like Emily Blunt has done enough prestige films mm-hmm. that people will look at that role and go, okay, you know, she. I mean, you know, the thing about it is, is look, you know, like how do you convince people what's going on? Emotionally, and have you so connected mm-hmm. with so little dialogue? Absolutely. I mean, in horror know, movies, you really require an actor to sell it because if they're not selling it, if they're not afraid, mm-hmm. and you don't believe it, then there, there goes your whole scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There goes your well, whole movie. Let me, let me ask you a question because I was reading some article the other day about how a lot of times there's a lot of bad behavior on horror sets because they. What do you mean, like what? Well, they well. You, you see, <laughs> no, I'm just trying yeah. to fill well, no, the you know, I'm, I'm reading. I'm trying to figure out what the hell they mean. And like yeah. nothing really bad behavior, bad behavior in my opinion. Right. But it's like they were saying like they were trying to get. I can't remember how movie it was, but I think it was I spit in your grave or something like that. Okay. okay. And, and, and remake or the no the original the original. original they were yeah. trying to say like how do we get that actress to be fucking afraid on camera? Okay. Like really fucking afraid. Yeah. And they said they did like um. You know, like 15, 20 takes or something like that, and they just couldn't get it. Hmm. And they were like, okay, the, the, the actor like really threatened her like, off camera. He's like, if you don't fucking do this, 
like, I'm going to throw you off the thing here. And she was like, what? Hmm. You know? And then she went and did the scene and they got on the next take. Hmm. And it's like, I haven't done a horror film, but I know it's probably similar like when you're doing comedy, where you got to like push people in a way. Well, you talk about it with your sister a little bit. Sometimes you got to push her. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you not got, like that, but you it, get but it my depends. Point. I mean, it depends on the what kind of movie you're working on, because you know, like with The Shining and what went on. Yeah, with, that's, uh, and, and yeah, and Shelley Duvall, and what she was just tormented. Well, through, what her hair was. Tell it to us. She was just uh, had to do this her scene like over and over and over and over and over again. She was treated differently really? than uh, Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. um, and it was all a way to make her feel small and vulnerable. And I mean, if that was, I mean, because you know the performance that she gives, and, and from the beginning you just feel like, how is this girl going to survive against mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson? I mean, performance wise, she she stood toe to toe with him. I thought she was fantastic. Oh, she holds the movie together, right? Hmm. Right, and it's that vulnerability that we're talking about again. That she just you want to save her, hmm. and she's got this kid, but uh, she was treated. What I hear, she was treated very badly on that set. Well, that's absolutely true. I, I don't. I mean, there's a lot. You know, one, I don't think that she knew, and I don't think that anybody knew who worked on that. How many takes Kubrick put you through? You know, he puts you through. Yeah, 70- that's, his, that's his style, though, isn't it? Yeah, but he doesn't. Well, but he's. But you know, he he'd only done. He that became his style. Oh, okay. See, like he didn't do that in his early films. It became something. I think he he became more of his thing when he was working mm-hmm. on Clockwork, and then more into Barry Lyndon, and then it came a full thing on Shining because mm-hmm. The Shining for a long time held the record for the longest shoot. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, like wow. some uh, some obscene. And then he broke the record when he did Eyes Wide Shut. But mm. it was like maybe 270 days shoot or something like that for The Shining. Are you Because he, he might shoot one scene a day because he's going to get 90 takes and all this kind of shit like this. And <clears throat> yeah, But you're right because he's putting an actress through 90 takes. But not just any and, kind and, of and, scene. But you're talking about a the, high the, level high of emotion. Level stuff. And you're right. He did do this thing where he really... Treated her like there's a really interesting documentary that his daughter shot. It's like maybe 20 minute long or something like that. Mm-hmm. Behind it's just behind the scenes of the Sunday documentary. But you see the way he's very, I don't want to say obsequious with with Nicholson, but he's mm-hmm. very um, like he, he like he respects him. He respects yeah. who the mm-hmm. hell he is. You know, is you're short fucking Jack. And he's very short, and he's like Shelley, just fucking go ahead and do this, and just it's just like this kind of like tone of like he's annoyed. Hmm. Like, like, just get the fuck I want done. You not why can't you do it? And she's like in it, like, okay, I'm gonna do what you want to do, and blah blah blah. And and you and then you kind of say to yourself, okay, that's just for that one scene where they're because they're they're shooting the scene in the right. in the bathroom when just yeah. that's the part that you see on the on the thing. Mm-hmm. But then you say to yourself, and the stairway, the scene, stairwell, and you're kind of like, how many? T- they probably shot that scene for a week in the bathroom. Wow. Yeah. And she's getting that kind of pressure. Every day, mm-hmm. all day for a week, and you remember those screams. Yeah, like I mean, she had to feel the mm-hmm. terror. Could you yeah. imagine how many times she had to do it? Yeah, and 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 he's the type of guy, putting in that movie, where he's like that. You know, the, you know, you know, like let like that scream didn't work. Like wow. do do fifty more times until yeah. I'm satisfied. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because poor Shelly. Because because honestly, I don't think she worked really much after that. Hmm. I, no, I mean, Sounds there's like rumor. Probably, there's rumor, ahead. yeah, that it was that movie broke her. Yeah, I mean, she's she has mental problems now. Yeah, so I mean, we can't say that that was right. directly, but uh, there's things that can stir. 
you know, yeah. started or, you know, well, it's you a know, she did do the fairy tale thing. The, the well, where she was, yes, the, yes, the, 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 I know what you're talking about. The, the, I can't remember. Fairy? She, like, sp- sp- uh, I don't know, but like bedtime fairy tales, yeah, like a series like that. Yes. She was sp- like reading it, like the like yeah, and it, stars would come on and they would play on, the yeah, parts of, all of like the fairy tales, kind of like reading Rainbow, but oh, her fairy tale theater, yes. I knew it was but if you look at her career, you know, she did kind of. You know, like, th- like the three, the three sisters. I think she did with Altman yeah, and, and some other Popeye. Popeye. You know, I was about to say, wasn't that Olive Oil? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but that's after The Shining. But I'm saying yeah. her movies in the '70s. She was doing kind of like racy. I don't say racy, but like edgy stuff mm-hmm. that maybe you know, in terms of like the movie Broker, do we not know that like uh, like what she's tapping into psychologically? Mm-hmm. And and what we do know is a lot of people are attracted to material that allows them to express something that they're not able to get out in their own life. And if you're attracted to that darker kind of stuff as an actor or an actress, it's kind of like, well, what are you fighting with? Because this gives you an outlet to deal with it. Right. You know, and it's like, I mean, that's kind of her, her pedigree. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that Kubrick would have selected her unless he saw something like, oh, she's damaged in a certain way. Oh, that, I, you absolutely, know, I think he did. I mean, he, it's the, had, the casting of it. He could have had, you know, Kathleen Turner or right. somebody like that and that, that was uh, uh, doing really well during that time. But he picked her because of that vulnerability, because she was broken, and we'd feel sorry for her hmm. and then put her through even more. Yeah, yeah. But so, she was phenomenal in it, right? So, yeah. <laughs> Love her. Yeah. So, so, Todd, what... what 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 have you been up to since I haven't seen you in about a year? I know, so what I you, know. What you, what's been going on? Like, what you been working on? I've been I, well. We were uh, going into production with Death Ward Thirteen. Okay, uh, we had uh, an opportunity come up that's going to include two other films. Really? So, as you know, when you bring in other uh, projects and more money, yep. Uh, things get a little bit lawyers take a while to deal with the fucking contracts yeah, it's like uh, you know, yes. I just want to make that movie but yes. there's, there's all kinds of things you have to take care of but I'm so much more excited about okay, it good. now because of the, the opportunities that it's going to present and mm-hmm. I can't really talk about it but I'm going to be releasing some news on it soon and I uh, yeah I just want to tell the whole world that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> well let's make it be on the cover of Deadline god damn it oh yeah that's awesome <laughs> maybe maybe there's Look, some interesting elements to it so alright good so okay so I'm I was going to ask because I was looking at your the stuff you've done. So you work with your sister? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We she's are the brother-sister duo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's a screen queen. Screen yeah. queen, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And so what's that like working with your sibling like that because, you know, comes on? Cause uh, it's, it's great because uh, especially now I can't wait to do uh, my next project with her. Whether we do more after that or not, I don't mm-hmm. know. But right now, because she's uh, done so much since then, and mm-hmm. she's uh, grown so much as an mm-hmm. actress, that I'm dying gorgeous. to get in there now yeah, and, and, and use her mm-hmm. in a, 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 a new horror movie that's really going to be able to show where she's, she's come. Ashley, right? Yes. Yeah, shout out to Ashley. What's up, girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I was just, I was just, just looking through the stuff you've done, and I was like, oh, is this his sister? Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, she's done a lot, and I just yeah, I just yeah. curious what's that like because uh, I can't think of too many situations where siblings have like yeah they're brothers that, that you know well, yeah but there's, sister, there's, but there's yeah, there's, but not brother sister brother sister mm-hmm. and, and and one in front of the camera one behind the camera yeah. see that's like a very, very interesting dynamic well that's sort of like what it's it's been like all of our life I'm, I was doing right. film <laughs> was movies and horror movies her. and her getting attacked by her you know dolls and things <laughs> like that 
And so all, with all my brothers and, and my sister, and she's the one that decided, I guess it did something and inspired her. She grew up loving horror movies and loving Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. and, and wanting to uh, uh, pursue a career as, as a scream queen. Hmm. So it just sort of happened and it just sort of worked. And working together is great. It's great because I know that my sister will handle it. If I ask her, you got to get into that dirty, diseased pond and fight with this guy. <laughs> she won't ask any questions. She will get into the dirty, diseased pond and, and, and fight her ass off. Right, right. So she's a, <laughs> and she can fight. And she can fight. She is a great final girl. Right. She's a great final girl. She's got a couple of other horror movies coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you'll be seeing a lot of her, I, I anticipate. Cool. Ashley cool. Nunez, y'all. Yeah. Cool. cool. <laughs> Very cool. So um, thank you, man. That was cool. That's oh, my God. We... This was so much fun. I had a blast talking with you guys. talking with you. Yeah, we got to have you on again. We have to chop it up some more. Yeah. Well, when you know, you can talk. You can talk about the yeah, shit. Yeah, because I got lots to talk. We'll bring you back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thanks, Todd. Where, where can people follow you? Uh, you you can follow me on Facebook at Todd mm-hmm. Nunes or Twitter at Todd Nunes. Instagram <laughs> at Todd, Todd Nunes. Nunes. <laughs> I'm all over the place, and I love to connect, connect with people all and right, talk. So. That's what's up. Where you at, Chris? Uh, unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram and mm-hmm. DerekBrothers.com. All right. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. I still say Twitter like I'm cool. Um, <laughs> screenwriters RR on Twitter. Any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Um, please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to. Give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, please go on our new Patreon page and, and uh, support us. There's, there's a bunch of new things. There's a, there's a photo. We got a great photo of... The Cinema Queen's yes. T-shirt is up there now, so people can actually see what that looks like on an actual person. Um, so that's exciting. A fine, cha- fine, yeah, sister. I, too I, know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Um, so we have that going. We should have Ashley do it. That's we should. We tell totally, Ashley, totally, totally, yeah. We want to take a photo. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll reach out to you about that because uh, I got a couple of those. You know, we maybe we should make a horror version of it. That'd be interesting. That would oh, be. Yeah. Hmm. That would be. Um, what else? So yeah, so 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 and the and so the link to that is going to be the show notes. I want to give thanks to or shout out to the Michelle Mission, yes. which is another great podcast that we listen to. It's uh, by these two brothers who, I guess, in the East Coast, and they uh, discuss mm-hmm. all black film that has been released. Um, really great stuff mm-hmm. um, to listen to. Uh, I have a just dis- a shout out on a podcast I just got right. like I listened to the last night. Uh, the third season of Serial. Oh my God! Which is out and it's. I it's, listened to it the other day. I just binged just, that shit. Which is interesting to yes. me because it takes place in the Cleveland justice yes. system, and I grew up in Cleveland. And I, my friend told me about it yesterday, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. As much as I have a big love hate relationship with Cleveland. I needed to hear this mm-hmm. because he was asking me questions and I was like, oh, I don't fucking know. I need to hear the thing. But it's really good. So, and people who f- fell off because they didn't like the second season, mm-hmm. she's come back with a vengeance yeah, in the third back. season. So, back. there we go. For sure. That's what's up. Um, so, everybody, we appreciate you guys listening to us all over the world, you know, uh, supporting the show, sharing it on Twitter and all that. Um, please retweet the show, all that. Um, again, thank you, Todd. We appreciate having you. Thank you for having me. It's always me. good it's to see blast. you, man. Um, to hear all the good news coming, you know, because every time you see, that's what I always tell everybody. Sometimes shit doesn't work, and it doesn't work because you're waiting for something bigger to happen. Absolutely, you, know what I mean? you, you gotta roll with it. You gotta roll with it all the time, all the time. The journey is uh, part of all the excitement. <laughs> exactly. 
So joining with me, Chris, you know how we do it on the Rant Room. On this show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? Black, Black Panther's, Panther's Quest. Quest. Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Rant Room. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd Has got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hillier He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room.